and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. I have a powerhouse on today, a friend of mine named Landon Starbuck. Yes, you heard me say that correctly. Starbuck is her real last name. I want to share a little bit about her before she comes on. She is co-host of a cultural impact show called Grow Up. She's a mother, artist, and abolitionist. She is a musician, producer, songwriter, and mother of three. She's had the privilege of charting on billboards, touring the U.S. with radio hits on KROQ, KISS FM. She started her own record label, publishing company, and she's composed music for big TV shows. And at the rise of her career, began undercovering many, now listen, everyone, Many dark truths that exist within the entertainment industry. Oh, boy. What? Are you serious? She had the realization that her experiences, along with countless others, were not anomalies. Yeah, not just her, right? But part of a dark, exploitive system. These truths are no longer hidden behind the curtains of Hollywood, but are verifiable, open secrets. Landon, wow, girl. Okay, just that and alone right there. Open, verifiable secrets. How are you today? And thank you for coming on Annie's Pink Chair. I'm so excited to have you. Like, I can't wait to hear about what you do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And I am just, I, I admire your work so much. And it's just a privilege to be here with you today. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Tell us about who you are. Like, how did you start in the music industry? Well, um, I've been singing since I was a little girl. Um, and when I turned 18, I packed my bags in my car in Texas and I drove to California, not knowing anyone um, and very naive. Uh, I did not understand the industry. I didn't know anybody in it. Um, so I had to make my way. I had to work really hard. I had to network. Um, and, you know, that whole growth process really, um, there was a lot of shady things that happened. But at the time, like I said, it was very naive. So at the time, I didn't recognize a lot of big red flags. I just thought, well, this is different. This is normal. And I was always taught not to judge, right? And um, it's that very philosophy that kept me from listening to my intuition about certain things that were not right. Um, so I navigated that industry. Um, I stayed away from people that, you know, were, it was, I didn't feel right about. Um, and I just tried to choose opportunities that felt less uh, invasive, less exploitive. Um, and it was a hard journey because um, something that, you know, people might not realize is, is there is a very open sexual quid pro quo system, especially being a female in the music entertainment industry. Um, and you watch as other females um, elevate their themselves in their career uh, by consenting to uh, sexual relationships, you know, a very quid pro quo thing. Um, I wasn't willing to do that. And so that made it difficult. I mean, I, it meant I had to work extra hard. Um, I had to end up writing for other artists uh, that were charting on Billboard before I ever got the opportunity to chart on Billboard myself. Um, and I ultimately had to decide to uh, take matters in my own hands and start my own label because major labels only want to work with females that are malleable, that um, don't have any sort of, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, integrity. To Vulnerabilities. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and when I say wow. that, you know, there's there's some good artists, right? You, right. You know, that 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 have not taken that, but they're the exception to the rule. So I'm not saying every single female artist, you know, has exploited themselves to get where they're at, but that is the minority. Right. I, I'm so fascinated by what you're saying because, in essence, you're saying. You know, I could have taken certain jobs if I would have exploited myself. If I would have, I don't even want to say the words, gone behind that dark closet with that creep, that producer creep that told me, hey, if you just let me touch you a little bit, I'll get you this gig, right? Am I being crashed by saying it that way? No, and and you know what? It's interesting because it was a series of, smaller events you know I wish there was this this one big hit people over the head event where I can say oh this happened and I was raped or this you know that people would be shaken awake but the nature and you know this is how exploitation operates is very subtle it's very snaky it's very behind the scenes it's very covert it's not always just right in front of you um, and so one of to, to give you an example um, I was asked by my manager at the time to star in his other uh, big male band's uh, video. And I was like, okay, that's kind of an awkward request, right? But, you know, it w wasn't crazy. I was like, all right, well, I'll star in the video, sure. And I get there, and they have lingerie. And I said, you didn't mention this. You didn't mention I had to wear lingerie in this male video. And, of course, they would never ask, you know, the male, you know, artist to star in my video with no clothes on. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. I, I, I feel like uncomfortable by this. And I was marked hard to work with. That manager dropped me. You know, so it was a series of little things like that. And or, you know, I noticed you didn't go to this party. You're not working hard enough. What do you mean I'm not working hard enough? You're not. You need to go to these parties. All they do is do cocaine and drink and right. people are having sex with each other. I don't want to go to that. I'm an artist, you know. And but again, it's so funny because you know, the culture grooms you. And so I was thinking, oh, I'm just not good enough. I need to work harder. I need to get back in the studio. And it didn't resonate with me that I was not in the wrong, you know, for not going to the parties, for not participating in this. And no matter how good I was, you know, I'm a multi-instrumentalist, I'm a producer, no matter how good I was, I was not able to recognize that value within myself because the culture groomed me to make me feel as a woman, as a young girl artist, I would never be good enough if I didn't take off my clothes. Right. And that's really, really sad. You know, I can relate to that. My husband's a musician and he's told me many stories about Hollywood and how they asked the band to compromise, to get in the door. It, it's the insidious nature of, you know, the music industry, but just also Hollywood in general. Like I think back of one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite actresses was Marilyn Monroe. And we all know she was totally exploited, right? So what, what ended up happening? Like, because you obviously, you're still doing music, which is incredible. I, I just love the song that's on your Twitter right now. What is the name of that song, by the way? Because we're going to play Hope. it for everyone. Oh, it's, it's Hope. Just, oh, I just love the way you sing it. And I love the fact that you're sitting at that grand piano. And it's just, it's just like you're crying out on behalf of victims of exploitation and maybe the little girl inside of you, could you say that? Like, is there someone, was there some, is that why you wrote that song, by the way? Because Absolutely. of the, the just like wanting justice. Absolutely. Um, and I have to give, you know, God credit because this was a total 
you know, spiritual moment I had where I was, I just went to the piano and it just flowed through me. Um, and these words, and it was, it was a very healing process for me. So I think it was definitely me healing those inner uh, wounds as a little girl, those feelings of not feeling good enough, not feeling validated and being so uh, groomed by the culture to accept this normalcy. And at the same time, you know, that was the beginning of my awareness of child trafficking. And I started reflecting on those experience, experiences that I had that I mentioned to you, and it, it all started connecting. And I started realizing what I had been participating in. And I ultimately had to make the decision, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a wow. part of this system. And I noticed that a lot of the artists and young Disney girls that I was writing for um, were being exploited actively. And I said, I just, there's not enough, there's not an amount of money you, you could pay me to sit around and watch this happen. And I knew that I couldn't make a difference inside that system. So I had to remove myself. Um, and that is why I do what I do now. Um, and I have freedom to make the music I want and use it, you know, as a musical advocacy, as a medium to get that message through more effectively and be a voice wow. for those people that are trapped. Hi, friends. It's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair, and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees? This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. I'm Nikki, I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator. Um, I've seen girls come in here and just broken, just in need of something. And we give them a gift box when they first arrive and then the look on their face, because their traffickers taken everything from them, the look on their face is just amazing and precious. And just watching them grow in Christ throughout their journey here is incredible. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly? or just send us a one-time donation, just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. And, and in that, which I love this part of your story, you met a wonderful man that was actually directing you, correct? He was directing you? Yes. And uh, <laughs> what happened? How did you guys meet? I mean, besides that, like, how, how did you guys start dating? Like, was it like, hey, you're really hot? No. Hi, can we go to dinner? <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> oh, my Hi, gosh. It, it, Here's it a rose. <laughs> It's so hilarious. It makes me laugh every time I tell this story because when we first met, um, we were on two very different journeys and I was like not looking to have a relationship or anything like that. So, um, and he still at the time kind of had this young ego, like I'm this talented director, you know, and he was kind of trying to tell me what to do. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, it, it, and we just butted heads. I mean, really like there was some tension there, creative tension. And, um, but it was the weirdest thing because, you know, 
when you find your, your partner, you know, your love, your soulmate, whatever you want to call it, you just know. But I, in the midst of me, just like, this guy's rude. I don't like his energy. I think he's an ego, you know, an egomaniac or whatever. And, and then I realized, we both realized like, okay, there's something here. And um, we are both dating other people at the time. So we didn't say anything. We both privately broke up with those relationships. Um, and then months later, we went into production on the second video. And that is when we were like, I think we're supposed to be together. It wasn't even a dating thing. It was like, again, this was the God thing. This was, this was the, my person. And it was something I just, we just both knew and we dove right in. Um, and we got married three months later. Wow. You, that, it sounds so romantic. Like, oh, he's filming me, he's directing me, and all of a sudden you guys are married. And then you guys got married, and, and now, I mean, what you guys are both doing, I saw the Twitter, and I didn't know, and please forgive me, by the way, I didn't know who you guys were, and I, I just love the grow up, and I want you to share with the audience what you both are doing. And then the other one, I am a Republican. Mm -hmm. the, the campaign, I am a Republican. Now, you would obviously know I am a conservative, and I believe in conservative values. And so to see that refreshing uh, feed on the Twitter about what's really going on in our media was, you know, in culture and politics was so, like, refreshing to me. And I know you've probably been, uh, you know, harassed on Twitter, right? And so is your husband. So what is Grow Up? So, yeah, so Grow Up is a culture um, and politic podcast. And the intention of it was to have open debate, was to have nuanced conversations that we so desperately needed um, when we started this uh, two and a half years ago. And we've invited just so many diverse different guests. And what's interesting is we've invited a lot of people to disagree with us. Um, and we're very, uh, you know, kind people. We're very civil. Uh, we, we believe in healthy debate. We don't resort to petty personal attacks, ad hominem attacks. We just want to talk about ideas. And um, these were once shared American values that weren't about your political orientation. But something shifted, and it wasn't us. Um, the, we've extended these invitations to other people that disagree, and they've chosen not to come on our show, not to have that open, healthy debate. Even when we've offered uh, money for charity, you know, we've had people offer uh, $50,000 for St. Jude's and people still won't debate. People still won't uh, just have conversations. Wow. It's actually really remarkable because um, some people say, well, you, you guys only talk about conservative ideas. We're like, no, actually, the floor is always open. Um, and it's interesting. Even And we've actually had some Democrats, too, on our show. And uh, we talk about things by issue. The allegiance isn't to a party. It's about values. Um, and we, we talk, you know, just by issue, you know, what works, what doesn't, and, you know, why it doesn't. And um, it's, it's, un, it's sad that we've faced a lot of censorship. Um, you know, YouTube, they, they remove our views. They don't want certain people being, you know, viewing our content. Um, but we've managed to have a lot of supporters sharing our content, which is why our show still grows, even when they try to take away the views and live streams and all of that. Right. Um, so we, we, we have overwhelming support by people, and it's because of the nature of the conversation. So I would encourage people to check it out um, you know, yes. if you haven't. You know what? I like that you said that they're, you know, you're being real with it, like with the YouTube. They're, they're removing the views now. Here's the thing. Always with human nature, right, we see something. It's just like high school a little bit or 
that oh that's popular like i see right there 25 million views i've got to watch this and they know that psychologically they know how to get people to click that button but i think just like you were saying i think right now even though there's ai intelligence right people are waking up and even though conservatives are being labeled you know we're we're terrorists now we are what else are we? I, I, I don't know how many words I've, ha- I've heard. Uh, <laughs> we're genocidists. We're, you know, because if, if I say I stand with Israel, all of a sudden I'm a genocide. What? What? Because mm-hmm. I stand with Israel? I mean, that is like absolutely ridiculous. And so I really want right. everyone right now to go look at their podcast, click on it, download it, and check it out. Because we need, and I love what you're doing, okay, Landon, because the open debate is needed. The, the floor to, to, to discuss our values in America, by the way, because we were founded on godly values. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says, right? I mean, we look at our Constitution. We look at the Declaration of Independence. We know mm-hmm. that in God we trust. I mean, it says it on our money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what God they're looking at right now, but I just want to thank you for standing up for what's right and also the fact that you're inviting survivors to your platform with your Instagram and at, you know, sharing their stories. And I, some, sometimes I feel like, um, you know, in the very beginning when I started doing work like this, it wasn't getting enough attention. And right now I'm so happy because people like you, you know, your husband are changing and shifting culture to where now there is a light on the bad darkness that we all know fuels our world, which is trafficking, right? Sex right. trafficking. Do you think, now, and, and I'm going to ask you a real honest question. Do you think that some of the quote-unquote rumors or conspiracy theories are all tinfoil hat theories? Or do you actually think there's some truth to a lot of it? What is your mm-hmm. opinion on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, here's the thing. When you have a media that has been proven dishonest, where they've had to retract their stories time and time and time again, you know, if you had a friend who lied to you consistently, you wouldn't trust that friend. And that's how the American people feel about their media, unless they're completely, uh, you know, they're the conspiracy theorists believing that somebody who consistently lies is proven to be a liar. They believe that person. Um, And so that's, that's the problem here. And with the trafficking conversation that I've noticed, not only have survivor voices who might have a differing opinion, um, a conservative opinion, um, be silenced, deplatformed, organizations have been silenced and deplatformed as well. And so that has inspired me to dig deeper into the politics of trafficking. And I'm actually writing about this in an upcoming book um, because it is affecting policy and affecting the lives of survivors, including how much funding, federal funds there are available, uh, the children at the border. I mean, there's so many things. Operation Talent being revoked. There, I have a laundry list um, of things that I'm writing about and exposing these truths. And media has turned around and, you know, said, oh, everything's a QAnon conspiracy. Everything's, uh, you know, child trafficking. These weirdos are obsessed with child trafficking. And, you know, they are dismissing it. I I had a hit piece written uh, in Washington Post about me, which I wear like a badge of honor. Um, And, you know, this is is what happens when you speak truth. Um, And it's interesting. When you go against, you think you're a free thinker, 
try having a, a one original thought outside of what is mainstream and appropriate and acceptable, and you will very quickly realize how biased the media is, how dishonest the media is, just trying to, to, to have any sort of facts sharing. Okay, I want to share something with you. Have, have, you seen, have you seen, obviously, everyone probably has, The Terminator? Yes. Okay, so long story short, it's so funny, the weird connection. So my husband's band, Striper, Michael Sweet was dating and then got married to Kyle Sweet. Uh, she was Arnold Schwarzenegger's makeup artist, okay? And when I look back at that movie and I, I think about the artificial intelligence that's happening now, not just our smartphones, everything around us that's new that we've purchased, right, in our homes, mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's scary to me. You can tell your house when to turn on your alarm and your light, like, what's up with the, with the voice? So mm -hmm. how close do you think, you know, we are? And, you know, we've we got to understand that, you know, you just said before, you believe in God, so do I. Like, we were created for a divine purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And we know instinctively inside of us that we have that creator living inside of us. That what do you think, how close are we to the Terminator, like when is that going to happen? When we right. are so watched, like the group thinks, like we have to think like everybody else or else we're going to be right. zest out of the sky. So mm -hmm. do you have an opinion about that or estimation? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, really what we have to um, rectify is that is there capability to do something really bad, like a mass genocide, that type of level of, um, you know, just dehumanization is, do they, do they possess the capability? And if so, what are we willing to do about that? Because the answer to that question is yes, they do. They have, you know, our ancestry, they have our DNA, they have, uh, you know, the, um, uh, for, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, wife there is married to somebody who worked at, uh, the 21 and me. I mean, there is very incestuous relationship with big tech and bio companies, um, surveillance, um, we have a media campaign which is dividing people and, and encouraging them to dehumanize one another and to narc on your neighbor. There is an overall dependence and an addiction uh, to, with social media. Um, you have like Facebook and Instagram, and they're trying to target kids younger and younger to get them dependent on social media, on, um, on big tech. Uh, they're even trying to, uh, you, you know, use legislation and, and work uh, – you know, it's almost like a fusion of a technocracy and communist agenda. There's, it's, it's hard to put your finger on what's happening. Right. And it, it isn't so going to look like, yeah, it is, it's so much. And it's not going to look like how we think. It's not going to look like the Terminator. It's not going to look like, you know, whatever version of our head, in our head, we think that this crazy force is happening. It's trickling in um, in so many different ways that we're not even realizing the capacity that they have for harm and I, no I, accountability. I, I wanted to say this because I thought this this morning, but, you know, AI intelligence, right? So artificial intelligence, I, I just like heard in my spirit, like artificial intelligence saying that I'm not a he or she, do not try to label me that. I have my own identity. And if you label me wrong, you're going to get zapped. Like I'm mm -hmm. waiting for that to happen next and people saying, we need to stand up for the rights of artificial intelligence. Can you imagine right. if that ever happens? Wouldn't that be great? Right. Like, we have gone crazy if that happens. I hope I'm not here to see it. Landon, thank you so much uh, for contributing to the freedom of people 
in general in culture and politics, but also to the survivors that have came out of trafficking and, and for sharing your own personal experience for almost being completely exploited in Hollywood and used and discarded. Girl, you're beautiful. You're, you're powerful. You have courage. And I just want to just congratulate you on your guys' show. And where can people get a hold of you so they can follow you and see what you're doing in your next move? Absolutely. You can go to matriarchsongs.com. Um, that's my hub where you can find all the other social media links. Um, and freedomforever.us is the political organization um, where I'm going to be having an arm dedicated specifically to fighting trafficking, legislation that protects children. Um, that is going to be my advocacy work going forward. So I'd love for people to join me there and figure out how we can all work together uh, policy-wise to protect kids. Yeah, thank you so much, Lynn, and God bless you, girl. Okay? Thank you I know so he's with much. both you and your husband. We'll thank talk to you, you on the next show. All right. See you later. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank you so much. Hi, friends. Let me read you a little story. He who sold me a dream. Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Ecclesiastes 5, 7. The Skyway Lounge in downtown Minneapolis was a happening strip joint. Slick businessmen in fancy suits strolled in for lunch and after work, ties loosened, money rolling. The tips were great, the best in the area. And the dancers lined up to work at this place. I was lucky to be a regular. One Saturday night, I was dancing to Prince's Kiss, giving some special customers a little glimpse of skin, when in walked a man who caught my attention. The bright lights illuminating the catwalk stage couldn't distract me from how gorgeous he was. A cross between a young Billy D. Williams and Denzel Washington, he wore a gray tweed suit and pointy loafers. He walked confidently, light and smooth, his jerry curl pulled back in a sleek ponytail. Yes, that was the introduction to my boyfriend turned pimp sex trafficker in Las Vegas from Minneapolis. This is my book that I wrote and also on audio in my voice. It's called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. You can go to hookersforjesus.net and click on the book and order it. You guys, listen, everyone needs to get educated on sex trafficking and how traffickers coerce and use their looks, their romantic intentions and how they groom victims into becoming victims of trafficking eventually and tied into these sex trafficking wings where they cannot escape and actually could lose their life trying. So I'd love you to read my book. Go to hookersforjesus.net and click on it and enjoy and let me know what you think. Give us a rating and comment on Amazon. Thank you. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees? This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. I'm Nikki, I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator. Um, I've seen girls come in here 
and just broken, just in need of something. And we give them a gift box when they first arrive and then the look on their face, because their traffickers taken everything from them, the look on their face is just amazing and precious. And just watching them grow in Christ throughout their journey here is incredible. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much.